the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little Now stop it, squirrel. I said stop it. Trying to be serious. We're doing a show here. I understand your mind works in devious, sick ways. But let's talk a little bit about the Chinese Communist Front. What's his name? God bless you. What's his name? Chow Chu. All right. Chow Chu is his name. Oh, no more Yankee, my wanky. The donga need food. And he was testifying <laughs> before Congress. And a Florida Congress birthing person who I've come to love. It's true. Her name is Kat Kamak. And she gave this guy his ass in his hand. Mr. Show, are you aware of Chinese Communist Party leader Chairman Xi Jinping's comments in May 2021 during a Communist Politburo study session where he instructed colleagues to target different countries, different audiences with short form video? Are you aware of these comments? Yes or no? Congressman, I'm not aware of these comments. Okay. Well, and as was pointed out by Chairwoman Rogers, you have regular contact with Chinese Communist Party Secretary, Mr. Zhang Fuping, who is your boss at ByteDance, correct? No. No? No. He's neither my boss, nor do we have frequent contact. But you have regular contact with ByteDance? With uh, the CEO of ByteDance. Who is... Mr. Zhang Fuping is the editor-in-chief. He's not My colleague, Representative Burgess, uh, a few minutes ago exposed that TikTok and ByteDance share legal teams. You confirmed this, correct? So, by the way, the communist government... Americans are too stupid to understand what kind of tyranny communism is. The only reason this imbecile is even alive today is because he is interwoven with corruption. Interwoven. He is a front for the Chinese Communist Party. Now, that being said, the idea that we allow open lying, these are the facts. Kat Kamak has the facts of who these people are. This is layered where the government is on top, and if you operate, you're in the government. That's why so many of them disappear. Remember the other attractive fellow who was the head of Alibaba? He gone, and now he's back. He had to get a little re-education. You see, that's what the, the, the American Democrat wants here. This is why so many of the American Democrats not only take their money, but spew their propaganda. Morons like bound men. What the hell? Who is this idiot? I never would have heard of this idiot. But he's another asset of the Chinese Communist Party. He's an American congressman, Bauman. You know, Republicans have been beating the anti-China uh, drum since even before they took control of the House of Representatives. Now, here's the thing, Bauman, you moron. You affirmative action moron. It's not anti-China. It's anti-communist. See, this is what they tried to do. Blur the lines. 
So if you say Chinese, you get to separate the fact that this party is not only responsible for the 180 million deaths worldwide that this ideology has created, but specifically in China, aside from the Uyghurs, aside from it all, they've killed millions, tens, hundreds of millions. And Bauman is just another useful idiot. The nice thing about Bauman, he's every Democrat congressman. You could buy him and probably his wife for $500. He'll say anything, won't you, Bauman? And this is more governing through fear mongering without actual evidence. I'm a sitting. You mean like all of the COVID restrictions every Democrat sewer ghetto state put on his people? You mean like that? Bauman? See, the thing about Bauman, he got where he is because of affirmative action. He's not smart. He's not educated. He's a function. He's an asset, a useful idiot who happens to be a congressman. Member of Congress, we have never received one briefing explaining the dangers of TikTok and how TikTok are a national security risk. So this is a rush to judgment without without having a larger conversation around the harms of social media in general. Here's the briefing you need. It's uh pick a war you want to go world war ii you want to go korea you want to go vietnam we pick a war see what we were fighting were not the people per se as the government ideology that turns those people into slaves like in your democrat sewer areas but that's okay because we have ket kamamak who's twice the man bauman is twice the intellect twice the character and twice the courage because she's looking at the chinese communist party long duck dong here is just a face on the party. Our general counsel is yes. uh, an American yes no. uh, lawyer, yes. veteran of Microsoft. Also, my Many colleague, years. Representative Latta, confirmed that your parent company, ByteDance, currently can access user data. Yes? Let's, uh, we have to be yes. more specific. Um, yes. After you Project Texas, that. no. I'm not asking after Project Texas, I'm asking now. Yes. Some user data is public data, Congresswoman, which so means everybody that. can see. What's interesting to me is that you've used the word transparency over a half a dozen times in your opening testimony and subsequently again in your answers to my colleagues. Yet the interesting thing to me is that ByteDance, your parent company, has gone out of their way to hide an airbrush corporate structure ties to the CCP, the company's founder, and their activities. You can look no further than the fact that ByteDance website has been scrubbed. In fact, we found web pages from the Beijing Internet Association, the industry association charged with Communist Party building uh, work of Internet companies in Beijing. They have been archived, but since deleted. Makes you kind of wonder why. And the technology that they have is technology that was stolen, if not from America, then from Hong Kong. The people that were in Hong Kong that resisted their tyranny are dead or in prison. This imbecile... What's his name? Sho Chu. God bless you. This Sho Chu is just another asset, and he did a good job today. He really did. He really did. Eating content is a way of promoting and moderating content. In your current or previous positions within Chinese companies, have employees engaged in heating content for users outside of China? Very quickly, yes or no. Our heating process is uh, approved by our local teams so in the various countries. The answer is yes. Thank you. And then when asked directly about the millions of people that are dead. Mr. Chu, do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Congresswoman, you, if you use our app and you open it, you will find our users who That's get... That. No, 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 no. Listen here. 
She's asking you about the people that are murdered because of their religion in your country. The people who are slaves. The people who live without water. The people who are starved. The Uyghurs. She's asking you about them. Not your freaking app that you stole the technology for there, Donger. All sorts That's of not my question. My question is, do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Well, it's deeply concerning to hear about all accounts of human rights abuse. My role here is to explain what our platform does on this. It's a pretty easy question. Do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Congresswoman, I'm here to describe TikTok and what we do as a platform. And as All a right. platform, we allow our users to freely express All their views right. on this issue. Earlier, any- now, he doesn't want to get disappeared, have his feet beaten with sticks and whatnot. So he's going to toe the party line. Yes or no, ByteDance is required to have a member of the Chinese government on its board with veto power. Is that correct? No, that is not correct. Uh, ByteDance owns some Chinese businesses, and you're talking about this very special subsidiary that is Mr. for Show. Chinese business licensing. See, what they do is what, uh, like Joe Biden and his crack-smoking son do. They hide it in LLCs and subsidiaries. They make it like a Delaware company where there's over 3 million businesses registered to one address. This is kind of the Beijing platform. Now, do we take it from them or they take it from us? I don't know, but it's nice to know they own so many of our senators and congressmen. And that's why we're in the position we're in. Oh, I'm going to have to move on. You've said repeatedly that there is no threat, that this is an inter- a platform for entertainment and for fun. I have to ask you then, if there is no threat to Americans, if there is no threat to our data, privacy, security, why did an internal memo from TikTok corporate headquarters explicitly coach senior management to, quote, downplay the parent company ByteDance? Why would they say downplay the China Association and downplay AI? This is from an internal memo from your company. Why, if you had nothing to hide, would you need to downplay the association with ByteDance in China? Congressman, I have not seen this memo. Ah, you slippery son of a dog. But why, I have a question. Why is there not one, not one Democrat asking these questions, man or woman, not one. Why? Because they have been infiltrated. They are assets of the Chinese Communist Party. Now, she goes on to play a video. And in the video, it is a nine millimeter handgun. It has her name and the name of another chairwoman, another Republican. And the gun is registering and kicking out bullets as if as if to shoot the Congress people. Mr. Show. That video was posted 41 days ago. As you can see, it is captioned me as F at the House Energy and Commerce Committee on March 23rd of this year. This video was posted before this hearing was publicly noticed. I think that's a very interesting point to raise. But more concerning is the fact that it names this chairwoman by name. Your own community guidelines state that you have a firm stance against enabling violence on or off TikTok. We do not allow people to use our platform to threaten or incite violence or to promote violent extremist organizations, individuals, or acts. When there is a threat to public safety or an account is used to promote or glorify off-platform violence, we ban the account. This video has been up for 41 days. It is a direct threat to the chairwoman of this committee, the people in this room, and yet it still remains on the platform. And you expect us to believe 
that you are capable of maintaining the data security, privacy and security of 150 million Americans where you can't even protect the people in this room? I think that is a blatant display of how vulnerable people who use TikTok are. You couldn't take action after 41 days when a clear threat, a very violent threat to the chairwoman of this committee and the members of this committee was posted on your platform. You damn well know that you cannot protect the data and security of this committee or the 150 million users of your app because it is an extension of the CCP. And with that, I yield back. And she's looking right at his face, right through him, because she's got more courage than any Democrat political whore that takes their money, than the diaper-wearing dimwit pretending to be the president. And she's a woman. Is she celebrated? I mean, after all, I just learned from our easy-peasy vice president, it's Women's Month. So during Women's History Month, we celebrate and we honor the women who made history throughout history who saw what could be unburdened by what had brilliant now put your clothes on and thank you also to president biden <laughs> you can judge a strong man when he has strong women around him <laughs> yeah. and you could judge a pigeon when he has tramps around him which i just described your husband now what do you mean you have one more clip that i didn't hear what do you mean squirrel <laughs> dong Dong. Dong, Grandpa is talking to you. <laughs> Dong, where is my automobile? Automobile? <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting to watch this C-SPAN. I think it's funnier than a lot of networks. 312-642-5600. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Is it good? All right. I love to watch the Democrats bolster up the Chinese Communist Party. When we talk about data... I've often wondered, they seem to be able to access your microphone and turn your phone into a listening device the way the Soviet Union dreamt of. And that's fine if the people download it to their phone. But what about the people that are in the room who didn't accept the terms of that app? You mean to tell me there's not one smarmy slip and fall lawyer out there that wants to sue these bastards? There's not one. You can't walk in a grocery store without somebody suing somebody. Nobody wants to sue the Chinese Communist Party or any of the oligarchs. Huh. What happens if you just continue to let this progress in a way of Orwellian totalitarianism? It, it will, first of all, it will definitely happen. I, 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 I was talking about 6G earlier, which is around 20, 2030. I would say that by then, definitely the smartphone as we know it today will not anymore be the usual kind of the most common interface. Wow. Many of these things will be built directly into our, our, our bodies. That is the Nokia CEO, who I believe is the other Wong brother. House Oversight says they've got bank records showing a Chinese energy company paying three Biden family members through a third party. What were they paid for? 
Look, I'm just not going to respond to that from here. Look, we... They were bribed, affirmative action moron. They were bribed. They own the American mafia. Interwoven. And this is how you like it. This is why you don't resist it. This is why you go idly by and celebrate your own stupidity. So during Women's History Month, we celebrate and we honor the women who made history throughout history, who saw what could... Oh, God. She's virtually useless with her clothes on. (laughs) And the first second gentleman of the United States of America. My sympathies to that unlucky pig. <laughs> Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. What are you hanging up with the pizza Hi, guy? What are you doing? No, sorry, Sean. Sorry. Right. Um, I've been reading a lot of Russian books because I want to know what's going on. And it's shocking to me that, and I agree with Michael Malice, there's way too many people in the conservative movement, particularly pundits, who know very little about communism. And that's why I'm glad you're talking about it. One of the things that really disturbs me is that. <laughs> You know, they it wasn't just like the gulag. They were also shooting people up with shots three times a day in in um, in hospitals, you know, that, that were their enemies. And then when I hear people and I hear um, this equation of parents these days saying, well, my kid couldn't do anything about it because they have to have a job, you know. You can choose to be off this matrix, this insanity matrix of where your rights are usurped via policy and things like that. But people choose not to. And that's why we're heading towards communism at a very fast rate. Candace, you can still find, not just on Rumble, you can still find on YouTube, the Chinese government's court system. Do you know they don't have defense attorneys? They have judges. And when they deem you guilty, they take you off to the side and they shoot you in the head. And this is the party. These are the people that we are pretending are just like us because they were able to buy suits. I'm sorry, they're not like us. And we should never forget that. And we should have every barrier in place to protect us from that ideology. Because if the Democrats have shown you anything, it's that people will believe anything. And they're not that bright. Tell me how you analyze a Brady motion. How I analyze a Brady motion? Yes, uh, Senator, in my uh, four and a half years on the bench, I don't believe I've had the occasion to uh, address a Brady uh, motion. In- Brady motion is when a defense attorney asks for exculpatory evidence from a prosecutor. Anybody who's ever been arrested knows that. But a judge who sat on the bench for four and a half years, a judge, never, you, never I don't know what it is. They're idiots, like the prosecutor in New York, like Kim Fox, like uh, Kwame Raul. They're fracking morons. They didn't get there because they're smart. They got there because they're connected to La Cosa Nostra, the Democrat style. Moron after moron after moron. Here's another judge. You remember this. Uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Judge. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. You know, this is a quality that good people have. My mother had this quality. She would see somebody in a suit and a tie and think they were good. These are freaking morons. Listen, this is a judge. Another judge, you moron. This is why you better stick in government. You couldn't make it in the real world. Okay. Do you know what purposivism is? 
Um, in my 12 years as an assistant attorney general huh? and my nine years serving as a judge, I was not faced with that precise question. Because if history oh, has God. shown us anything, as you look at these AGs, you look at these idiots, they're not there because they're smart. They're there because they're, they're connected to the Democrat mafia. Kind of like Ed Burke's wife. Now, granted, she earned hers the hard way, like Kamala Harris earned her vice presidency. However, she's not smart. She's just a benefactor of Democrat mafia love. Gary in his car. Hi, Sean. Yeah, I mean, you played that tape. I'm old enough to remember, but uh, Kamala Harris is basically Dan Quayle with lady parts. Oh, and I just remember what. how the don't you ever insult Dan Quayle like that. Dan Quayle is are, are, he's like he's like a professor compared to this idiot. Are you kidding me? Dan Quayle is a soul creeps compared to her. Go ahead. But I'm just saying because the media used to roast him constantly for his gaffes. And, you know, she's untouchable. Gary, we are living in a world when adults want you to look at somebody dressed in somebody else's the different genders clothes and call that person a woman. We're looking at 65 year old pop belly men and we're calling them women. Are you out of your fracking mind? It's bizarro world. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show. On AM 560, the answer. AM 560, the answer. Little Teddy. No need to worry. So uh, MSNBC, ABC, they're giving updates on uh, people who are sentenced on January 6th. And apparently there's a young girl who's sentenced to three years. And I keep thinking about the weather underground. What were the sentences for uh, Bernadine Dorn, that tramp, ugly hag, and uh, Bill Ayers? They got sentenced, didn't they? I mean, after all, somebody died. Uh, I often think about the kind of circumstances we're in. And we keep bringing up professional liars. And we question them, and they lie to our faces, and then what happens? Somebody should go to jail, and it shouldn't be people who protest the ridiculousness of our government. And how are we ever going to get important answers? How are we ever going to get important answers? On September 12th and November 7th of last year, I sent letters to the State Department asking for records about coronavirus research that had been funded by the State Department. The State Department refused to comply. When Assistant Secretary Sherman came, I asked her the same question. She didn't seem to be aware that you had been funding coronavirus research, but you are. And I got the I'll get back to you line. A couple weeks later, I met personally with you at the State Department and asked you the same question. Will you not divulge to us the records of the State Department's support for coronavirus research, particularly in China? You assured me you would help. We communicated several times over the phone with another assistant secretary of state uh, who finally sent us a letter and said, no, we're not going to give you anything. So that's where we stand. And it's uh, my question is, what's the State Department hiding? Why won't you give these records to the American people? Uh, Senator, thank you. And uh, yes, I appreciated uh, uh, you raising this when we saw each other. Uh, the only difference between Anthony Blinken and Sho Chu is an accent. And something tells me Sho Chu is a better cook. I like my chicken spicy. Uh, Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing well. Hey, listen, um, okay, it's a dog and pony show because here's why. So these um, political actors, they get out there. Okay, they got this Chinese guy. Now, you know as well as I do, you, 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 you've been talking about it. 
the, the Chinese government, they probably got his whole family and everything. Anybody related to him, they got them all uh, there. And he says the wrong thing. They're just going to chat him up or whatever and all that stuff. So this guy, he's not going to give them one single thing of anything useful, anything helpful, anything they want, nothing. But here they are spending all this time, all this money, dog and pony showing everything. But here's the, here's the bottom line on it all. They do it over and over, and nothing comes of it. They don't do a damn thing. Because there are not men of character, men of conscience, men of principles that we have as politicians. The first thing that should be done is all of the thousands and thousands and thousands of acres and all of the real estate that the Communist Party owns in this country should be seized by eminent domain. Let's start there. And then we're going to get what we want. And as far as the debt, they buy poppycock. That's our money anyway. Here's your money. Now you don't own any debt. You see, but we're so interwoven with corruption. Nancy Pelosi and her stinky hammer husband, along with Diane Feinstein and her rat husband, may he burn in hell next to Madeleine Albright, they're so interwoven. And what happens? Does anybody even talk about it? You know, uh, and no one has more in her spine and, than the greatest speaker in the history of this country, Nancy Pelosi. More in her spine. No, her husband's got a ball-peen hammer next to his spine. I don't know what Nancy's gotten in hers, aside from money. Rat. Dan in Portage Park. Hi, Dan. Hey, hey Sean. How you doing, buddy? Good, brother. So, you were talking earlier about these people appointed. They've got no skills. They don't know what they're doing. I just wanted to share with you that uh, for a good uh, year now, uh, I, I go on a certain internet blog there's mostly republicans but an equal amount of uh of democrat trolls and i i pose the same question on a regular basis never get an answer a decent answer and that is tell me one person in this entire administration that knows what they're doing or what the hell's going on the, the best answer i've gotten so far is biden's family dog uh and, and i'm telling you there, there isn't a single person, not one, that has any idea what they're doing. It's like when we were kids, Danny, because I could tell by your voice you're probably close to my age. Who went to work for the government in the 40s, in the 50s, in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s? Morons. Morons that couldn't get jobs in the real world went and hid in the government. Go take your civil service test and go walk around like a buffoon and wait for your pension to kick in. Now, unfortunately, somehow... Those people became experts, and they became in charge of all these policies. Never forget, these are 537 people. That's it. They mandate and dictate every policy. I've got a clip that it's terrible sound. Jennifer Granholm talking about gas stoves. Now, Jennifer Granholm is an idiot, a political whore who was a failed governor. She's the expert in absolutely nothing. The gas stoves that would be impacted are high impact, high, excuse me, high Here's end gas stoves for the, you know, the more, most expensive gas stoves. She's talking about gas stoves. And, and she says the real expensive ones, the big ones, the burners are metal and they release natural gas, which is bad for the climate. You freaking moron. Really? I mean, I, it's just, it's just to the point now of ridiculousness where we have to figure out a way to have them stop destroying our lives because it's having real effects now. Real effects. And they're determined to go full force. They do not have one policy that works the way it was sold for decades. Not one policy. Name it. Pick it. A Democrat policy that actually works, that isn't bankrupting us. Because at a certain point, you're going to have to figure out, that's the intention. These aren't American politicians. These are assets of enemies, foreign and domestic. George Naperville. 
That lady grilled that show, too, like a fish. Uh, I just wonder if Biden's going to call it Asian hate. She might. She might. Of course, because that, that's the thing, right? Just hide behind racism. By the way, that's what uh, Congressman Bowman did anyway. But there was another testimony today. Another testimony that talked about something we don't talk about enough, in my opinion. And that's the signature policy of Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. It's Obamacare. Both the American Rescue Plan Act and the Inflation Reduction Act expanded the ACA's already substantial subsidies. Most of the benefits... The ACA is Obamacare. When they don't want it to be attached to that moron, they call it the ACA. But it's Obamacare. So in all of these bills, you see, they have to keep upping the subsidies because Obamacare is destroying the quality of health care in this country. It already has eliminated over 50% of the hospitals and health care providers. Yet what does your government do? It hides the bribery in bills. If it went to people who already had coverage, families with incomes well above $250,000 now qualify for large subsidies. The expanded subsidies incentivize employers to drop workplace coverage, raising overall deficits. And all the new spending on the expanded subsidies also increases inflation. Now, all of these idiots in these bureaucracies, these are not Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't know what frickin' day it is. These are Obama's people. This is the Democrat Party, the mafia. You think Joe Biden knows one of their names? In fact, I like babies better than people. Yeah, that's what your daughter said. You like babies and you like kids. In fact, she used to have to wait till you went to sleep so she could take a shower alone. Sick bastard. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Forgot to get a chance. I didn't get a chance yesterday to to get in to tell you. Oh, but right. what I wanted to say is, Sean, I listen to you every day, and uh, your listeners call in, and they have questions and things that uh, need to be cleared up, and you're always there to clear them up. So I uh, hope that you continue on for another, uh, as long as you enjoy doing what you're doing. So we uh, can get the answers that we need. Oh, thank you. Brother. I just wanted to thank you for that. I'm going to do it forever, and unless it takes three, it might take three waves of the Chinese Communist Army, but I'll get through the first two. I never bought their karate empty hand. Yeah, I, I'm from Melrose Park. I never have an empty hand. Peter and Joliet. Yes, um, as far as uh, getting answers about the virus and COVID and you know everything, it's an oversight committee. Just. If he won't give you the answers, just don't give him the money anymore. Did you see what happened um, with Ron Johnson? He's been asking for three years. He finally got the documents he was asking. They were all redacted. You know, at a certain point, Peter, we have to realize that the bureaucracy has overthrown the republic. And when the Democrats are in charge, there are no repercussions. The problem is when the Republicans are in charge, they're littered with so many lobbyists like Donald Trump was that we still don't get any answers. And in there lies the real problem, Peter. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. Robert in Bloomingdale, you'll be first when I get back. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Everybody was No, you're just sick, squirrel. You're sick. I will tell you this. To watch the good, the handful of 
good senators, handful of good congressmen, to watch them be discounted like Ron Johnson was yesterday. Again, this is with Jamie Farrar of the Welcome Trust. So we, we had redactions with, you know, privileged information. It didn't apply, and we still had it redacted. I don't have time to get into that. This is completely inappropriate. And by the way, we're down. You have produced 350 pages to us in the reading room. For over a year, we've been asking for the last 50 pages. This is what the 50 pages look like, okay? He held it up, and it's all redactions. This is why the only answer is the divorce we speak of. It's time to demand it. If the Republican Party is not going to impeach this asset of enemies foreign and domestic, this recipient of tens of millions, hundreds of millions of Chinese communist money, then what are we supposed to do? Wait for him to turn over the paper or the information? Because who worked with the Chinese Communist Party to develop the most successful bioweapon that forever changed the idea and principle of Americanism? Who? A month or so ago. Uh, and my understanding is that our teams have been working to find an accommodation. Uh, there's longstanding... We got a refusal, blanket refusal. No, they are not going to give us records. Um, we cannot directly provide uh, the... Sure you can. Unredact- Unredacted cables. We have a long-standing practice with this committee uh, about how we do. You're refusing. But, you're refusing to release them. No, but not I think, that you can't. There's a now they're going to hide behind this moron DA. By the way, a moron that he is. Now, now I want you to impeach Trump. Now show me what you got. Let's see, because they got nothing. They're morons, and they're just covering up the real scandal that the American Democrat mafia, the Marxist mafia, is interwoven ideologically and financially with the Chinese Communist Party, with the oligarch-corrupt Ukraine mafia, and some of the other Russian mafia members, aren't you? Yeah, you are. Between can and may, you Uh, won't do it, but you can do it. My hope is that we can find a a way forward that... Did I say impeach? I meant indict. Did I say impeach? Now I want to see the indictment. What do you got? Because you got nothing. In the meantime, they just stuck a a girl away because she went to January 6th. Three years... She's a young kid. She can't be 22 years old. Three years. Answers your concerns so that you get the information that you're looking for. My understanding is that uh, our team's been working on that, and I uh, commit to continue to do that so we can get you the... the uh, We're talking about unclassified material. Most of this is unclassified. And so we just had a unanimous vote in the Senate and in the House, and President Biden just signed a, a, a bill saying he's going to declassify stuff. But if you declassify it and you still hide it from the American people, that's a problem. It's treason. Now charge some of these bastards with treason. In the meantime, did you ever find out, Squirrel, what that terrorist whore, Bernadine Dorn, how much time did that whore get who was responsible for the bombing that killed the security guard? What's happening, hot stuff? Come on, Squirrel, let it go. We know we got the joke. You're wearing it out. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I want to say that I'm following up with uh, that caller, Danny. Of course it's all hacks. You know, Biden uh, signing a veto, blaming uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and the Republicans for shaky pensions, the bank problem, President Trump, uh, Social Security, Medicare. It's all the Republicans' fault. Baloney. And I do believe that it's going to take time, but I do believe the Republican Congress will separate all this and get to the bottom of what's going on and get to the Biden Hunter Biden and his corrupt son. Oh, Robert, you have to get elected first. And one thing that came out of the Hillary Clinton campaign is that we know 
the elections are forever rigged. Voting is our capability to have a peaceful transfer of power. If you don't have that, the alternatives are revolutions. We call them voting machines, but they're nothing more than obsolete computers. 2002 is when they put them in service. A commonly used argument. They are never connected to the Internet. No voting machines are connected to the Internet. Not connected to the Internet. Not connected to the Internet, and therefore cannot be attacked. Oh, it wants to go to Internet. That's very nice. That's from a documentary called Kill Chain that was produced and made after Hillary Clinton alleged Russian collusion, which there was not. But what she did prove is that, yes, there is a very high probability that these machines can forever be contorted. And that's what Dominion is now suing Republicans for saying. But they didn't sue the Hillary Clinton campaign who produced the documentary Kill Chain that you owe it to yourself to watch. In 2016, we know that Russian actors targeted state election systems. When people say no votes were changed, it misses the point. Imagine you go in and flip the digits of everybody's address. When you prevent people from casting a ballot, you've hacked an election. Hackers are a wonderful resource. Not one person got sued. What they were examining were the Dominion machines. You know, the company that's suing everybody who supported Trump. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. See, years ago, we didn't have Pravda for government supremacists. We didn't have spokespeople for the Marxist mafia. We had investigative reporters who believed in principles, truth, and objective fact. Those days are gone, except for very small areas. Those people are considered persona non grata. My next guest is one of those people. She spent many years as an investigative reporter. Now she's the host of Unfit to Print podcast. She's also a uh, currently with the Washington. She's a Washington editor, editor for the Spectator. She's got a new book out. The new book is called The Snowflakes Revolt: How Woke Millennials Hijacked American Media. How did this happen? We're going to have to ask Amber Athe. Did I butcher your last name? <laughs> you were close. It's Athe. Athe. How did this happen? Because it happened in my lifetime. We knew years ago that reporters may have been leaning towards the Democrat Party. But when did they become so uncurious, so useful to the corrupt oligarchy that is our government? Right. Well, I think two major things happen. And the first is that the election of Donald Trump really exposed a lot of these people for who they really were. And they really dropped any pretense of objectivity and turned themselves into activists shilling for the Democratic Party. And that's something that happened before Trump. But Trump was when they really just went unhinged. But the second thing that happened that not as many people talk about is the fact that the Snowflake generation of millennials, of which I'm a part, unfortunately, 
graduated from college and a lot of them went on to work for the mainstream media and they brought on the toxic progressive mob politics that governed their time and my time on campus and used them to exert influence in newsrooms. And so they've made the mainstream media even more radically progressive than ever before. What is it about Donald Trump, who spent 80 percent of his life as a Democrat, who has given Chuck Schumer over two point five million dollars? What is it that the Democrat Party found so objective about a guy who was a part of their their entourage? I mean, this is this is who Donald Trump was. I don't understand why he invokes such hatred. And I'm curious to know what your take is. I think it's because he's unpredictable. Um, typically, Republicans, even though liberals disagree with them, the Democratic Party disagree with them, they kind of understood what they were going to do. And also, previous Republicans responded to the shaming tactics that leftists are sort of famous for. And Trump didn't do that. He spoke to issues that mattered to Americans, no matter how much the left called him a racist or a bigot or a sexist or a homophobe. Um, he was immune to their attack. Uh, he was basically uncancelable, and that terrified them. And especially considering the class of journalists that we're talking about are people who tend to come from wealthy, white-collar backgrounds. They tend to go to the most prestigious universities. These are people who rely on the establishment winning. They're people who rely on predictability. They don't want the system upturned because they benefit from the system. The real gift of Trump was that he also did that to so-called conservatives. I even hate that word. But Republicans like Stephen Hayes, yeah. like Bill Kristol, like George Will. He exposed them for the intellectual children they were, uh, for, the, for the people without principle who couldn't separate the guy who's hard to like from the principles he was espousing, which is something that was American principles. This is a disconnect that I find multi-generational. But it really affected the young people in a certain way, who ironically were the biggest beneficiaries of Trump policies for those short four years, weren't they? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, we benefited greatly from his economic policies, especially considering the millennial generation is having a really difficult time economically compared to their parents. Um, they tend to have less in savings. They buy homes later in life. They get married later in life and put off having children because of economic concerns and other reasons, too. But there's no doubt that Trump's economy and trade policies were really beneficial to my generation. But I think the reality is that these people, of course, young people tend to be more liberal, but the generation that we're talking about here are full of narcissists, frankly, who think that they have a monopoly on truth. And anyone who challenges their view of the world and their idea of what truth is has to be destroyed because they it, it basically uh, undermines who they believe they are if someone questions the things that they believe in. Now, do they understand also that intellectually, factually, historically, they are unarmed? That even though they have us living in this soiree of reality, this Kantian detachment from fact, they're wrong on every front, whether it's that men are women and women are men, or that there is some program that you can take from people and give to others and it works, or that any of the past philosophies or programs of the Democrat Party has only brought ghettos, mayhem, and a quality of life people run from. Are they 
even remotely aware of that? They're immune to facts. They thrive on lies, and it's because most of their entire existence is built on lies. The people that I went to college with were truly some of the most idiotic people I've ever met in my life. And I went to Georgetown. So this is supposed to be an elite institution that has the best and brightest. And it was filled with entitled babies whose parents never told them no growing up. They never faced any real hardships in life. And yet somehow they've managed to convince themselves that they're victims of some kind of external societal oppression. And I think it's because they don't really have any real purpose in life. And so they feel like they have to create purpose by setting themselves up as these uh, marginalized victims who are fighting against societal oppression. You know, I call them government supremacists. And I call them that for a very specific reason. These are people who, for the bulk of their life, argued against government waste, fraud, incompetence. And yet their conclusion is to turn everything over to government. Um, what will be, in your opinion, the ultimate outcome? We know that Soviet society lasted 72 years. Venezuelan uh, version of Marxism is bankrupt and only the, uh, the rulers can even eat. You see North Korea. You see China. Where is the romanticized utopia in the American Marxist mind? Yeah, I definitely feel like things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. And right oh now, the new... You're breaking new, my heart, I, kid. You're breaking my heart. But I don't think it's going to get as bad as the other countries that you listed, because I think there are still enough Americans who are, uh, who are you know, understanding of the, the virtues that founded this country, of the values that founded this country, and also who refuse to be unarmed. And we have to consider that in a lot of these other countries where socialism and communism took over, the first thing they did was take people's firearms. And I can tell you there are millions of Americans who will not let that happen. Um, So that's key is keeping your Second Amendment rights. But there's a battle for truth, no doubt. I mean, the snowflake generation, the new battleground right now is on transgender issues. They want to get people to say that a man who identifies as a woman is a real woman. And their goal in doing that is to get people to deny basic fact and reality, because if they can control what you say publicly, then they can control your mind, and they they own you. Let me ask you this, because um, obviously you're a real woman, and I don't even have to flip you upside down to figure it out. Is this my (laughs) generation's the father's fault, or is this the mother's fault? And I say that because I've always been surrounded by women. I was raised by women. I had uncles and, you know, a father. My parents were divorced in the 70s, which is very rare. But my mother taught me how to be a man, for lack of a better expression. My aunts, my grandmother. When I see this ridiculousness of these pot-bellied moron men dressed as women, they're an insult to the memory of those women that are important to my life. And then the two women that are the fruit of my loins. But yet, what is it about the modern woman that doesn't mind that men are dressing up like them and they're winning athletic contests, they're winning intellectual contests, whether it's Jeopardy or the rest of it. It seems to me that all the champions of of women seem to be men dressed like women. Are you not offended? Do you think they are not offended on any level of this? 
it's mind-blowing. And, you know, the Young Turks' Anna Kasparian, who is as left as they come, uh, got in trouble the other day for tweeting that terms like pregnant person are, in fact, offensive to women and dehumanizing. But I think what's happening is that women are um, easily susceptible to this kind of brainwashing because just biologically we tend to be more compassionate, we tend to be more emotional, and the left identity politics, especially on the issue of transgenderism, is all about emotional blackmail. So they are manipulating women especially to go along with this madness because they've managed to set up this dichotomy where if you don't support this man who puts on double the prosthetic breast and goes to school like that, then you are uh, then you support someone killing themselves. Or if you don't allow children to cut off their healthy breasts, then you want them to suffer for their entire life from gender dysphoria. So, I mean, that's something that really gets to women because, again, we tend to be more empathetic. We, we are caregivers. And so it's, uh, it's a real manipulation that's happening. What is the what is the millennial generation? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little hazy on this, because is it the kids that I raised, the kids that were born in the early 2000s, the late 90s? What what is this generation that decided to give away the principles of fact when it comes to sex, when it comes to gender? Uh, when did it start, in your opinion? It's about 1980 to 1997. So I was born in 94. I'm 28 years old and I tend to be a younger millennial. Um, I'm a, a couple of years away from the cutoff. So a lot of millennials are actually getting up close to 40 at this point. Um, but they really are, I think, adult children still. Um, and one of the problems, you were talking about parenting. Where does this come from, the moms or the dads? I think both are at fault. And one thing that I noticed among my peers was that a lot of their parents were more interested in being their friends than they were being parents. And yeah. they really flipped from the um, from the greatest generation, which was pretty strict on parenting, and they decided to go so far in the opposite direction that they let their kids get away with whatever they want. There's another thing that crept into society. It feels like five years ago, but it obviously was longer than that. And that's the idea that teachers, strangers, could have talks about sex with children. Now, in my era, you would have never, a teacher would have never thought of it because a father would have tied him to the back of their Buick and drove him around the neighborhood. But now I've got to listen as strangers and who are clearly perverse talk to my soon to be grandkids, hopefully one day, and they'll be talking to them from the time of third grade. How did society allow strangers, men with nail polish and women who have no standards, to talk about all kinds of sex acts with children? When did this become acceptable? Yeah, I think that's another thing that happened um, towards the mid to young millennial generation. And it's because of that abdication of parenting. They've outsourced all of the difficult conversations, the discipline, to other people. And naturally, if you're sending your kids to public school, some of the first so-called authority figures that they encounter are teachers. And the most perverse part of the teachers getting into these icky topics with children is not just that they're teaching them, but that they are encouraging them to keep it private from their parents, which is such a red flag. And I remember 
when I was young, my parents always warned me about adults who wanted me to keep secrets from them. And it is mind blowing to me that we have lost that. And I'm lucky enough that my, you know, my kids were born in the early 2000s and we, we would let them know nobody talks, goes near your private area. And if you, if they do, you call daddy. And then you turn your head as he drags them past in his car. I mean, th- this is a this is a perverse society in which parents are stepping aside, and when they're not, they're targeted by their government. Is that something that you think has become the norm? That kids think government is the ultimate superior in their lives? I think I, I unfortunately I think that is the case for a lot of young people. And it's because we've pretty much lost all other social ties. I mean, there's a decline in church attendance. There's a decline in uh, community participation. And so there are a lot of young people out there who are struggling with their identity because they're being fed this propaganda, whether it's from their teachers or their social media apps, especially TikTok. They get really confused and they don't know who to turn to. And that's kind of the goal, right? Because the left is creating a generation of people who don't know who they are. They don't have a strong sense of self. They've never had to face any real external challenges. They're told that everything that happens to them in life isn't their fault, but then they have daddy government there to help pick up the pieces and make them whole again. Isn't that scary? It's, it's terrifying. And, you know, it, it, everything you say boils back down to the fact that we are now accepting people who are claiming their sexuality as a resume Builder, And it, it explains so much of the failings in our government, so much of the failings in our economy, and really the destruction of, of the American principles that the American citizen is not to be ruled, but to be represented. It kind of explains everything in a sad way. But uh, I guess I'm going to blame my generation, because my generation would be your father's and your mother's. And it's our, my generation, the generation that was gifted America in the late 60s uh, to the early 60s to the 70s that gave it away as we allowed our kids to become willing, useful idiots to the government supremacists around the world. But, Amber, I cannot wait to go through the new book, The Snowflakes Revolution, How the Woke Millennials Hijacked America. It's out now, and I also am going to tune in. You are the host of Unfit to Print Podcast. How often is that run? That's right. People can listen on WCBM Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern. Amber, I want to thank you for writing the book, and thank you for making yourself available to me. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. I love this song. You know that, Squirrel. All right, let's get to the lines. Eileen and Wilmette, thank you for holding. Hi, Eileen. Hi, Sean. Um, I just discovered you a couple weeks back, so I'm a little late to the party, but I got to say I dig the cut of your jib. Oh, thank you, Eileen. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, like, comment about Jimmy Carter getting a vasectomy. I mean, I hope those aren't the last nuts he would harvest. I'll tell you, you know, you're in Wilmette. There's a lot of women that like those old testicles. Go ahead. <laughs> that is true. But, um, yeah, I got to say, your last guest, she was spot on with, like, everything she said. Yeah. And your um, other guest yesterday who was talking about um, recruiting the elite and getting them on the side of China so they're all, you know, 
yeah. uh, you know, signed, sealed, and delivered to uh, promote uh, the we Chinese have a, agenda. We have an that, asset of the Communist Party pretending to be president. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, I don't see any point in really uh, indicting Donald Trump or anything, but, you know, it, it sets a precedence that a president would be arrested for something. But at least it opens the door for maybe Joe Biden, you know, him. Oh, Eileen, I would love that. But here's the thing. It's political persecution. This is what this government has turned into, right? The Democrat mafia members. I mean, I understand you're in Walmart, but you're very familiar with Chicago. Michael Madigan was the most successful (laughs) mafia don in American history, bar none. And he'll never see a day in jail. Now, in the meantime, when you're in Walmart, be careful for those ex-strippers in the G-Wagons. They're terrible drivers. They drive by sound. You stay safe out there. Thank yeah, you. I just wish you were on a little earlier. So, like, when uh, customers drift into my shop, they, they could hear a little bit of a, uh, you know, reality. <laughs> yeah, you want to you prune just... your, your customers? Uh, Eileen, yeah. listen, we're, we're on Apple. We're on uh, Amazon. We're all over the place. But thank you very okay. much, and yeah. I wish you the best of luck. Stay safe. Hey, thank you so much. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Anna Oakbrook. Hey, Sean. I love your show. I love everything you say. I never call into radio shows, but your last guest hit three points at home for me. One of them is my youngest daughter was um, a softball player. She was on a college exposure team. We traveled the United States. We you know, paid for hitting coaches. We paid all this money, and she worked so hard all her life to get a softball scholarship for college. And to have a boy come in and beat her out, it would just be killing. It just would kill us. And that's terrible because isn't that what Title IX is for, is for girls to have equal right in sports? And to have a boy beat her out, what guy, what coach wouldn't want a boy pitcher that can pitch 90 miles an hour where a girl can pitch 75? Anna, what you're living through, what you're living through is a conspiracy of principles. What you're living through is a bizarro world where there are politicians who are supposed to protect your daughter from this kind of abuse, who are supposed to protect you and your family from this kind of waste. And what they're doing is they're enabling it. This is the exact opposite. And the idea that we are living in the year 2023, and there are adults that want you to pretend men dressed as women are women is preposterous. But I just played a clip the other day of a Congress or a person testifying before Congress who said, ah, what's the difference? It only affects a small fraction. And she was a woman. Now, she was an ugly woman who looked a lot like Adjab from Goldfinger. But this is what you're up against, proving that ugly is to the bone. And this is what this is. This is an ugly time in American history, and you're going to have to endure it. But Anna, listen, there are states protecting you. Illinois is not one of them, but at least uh, make Florida. sure your, I, I, you know, that's where I pick. But at least make yeah. sure your kids know that, because this idea that we are pretending that sexual proclivities and a true illness is somehow a resume builder is going to lead to really bad things. And the one thing that my last guest was right on, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Anna, and let me kids. tell you about second thing. Let me tell you, I got two All more right. things for you. All right, go uh, you know, we're Catholic. You know, we read the Bible to our kids every day until they were in junior high and they couldn't stand it anymore. But mm-hmm. we taught them, you know, okay, people are gay. That's fine. But we don't participate in that. So I have no bias towards gay. I have people in my family who right. I love. I, I, I love. Yeah. And that's that, their that is not an It is not an asset or a detriment in the in the real grand scheme of things. That is not something that the people who I love who are homosexual would use 
as a resume builder. They didn't need that. They became successful. They have beautiful lives, and they never had to pull out that card because they were good people. So this is something where they want you to believe there are blanket uh, policies for individual life. This is the trick of the Marxist, to always pretend to represent while balkanizing. Don't buy into that scheme. I never cared what kind of sex somebody had. And if we're going to start grading people on sex, somebody grade the heterosexuals, because I'll be emperor of the world. Thank you very much, Anna. It's a man, baby. Exactly. Thank you, Anna. Appreciate the call. Mark Oaklawn. Hey, Sean. How are you, my friend? Splendid. How are you? Oh, awesome. You know, yesterday, I tell you, you know why I love you, Sean? Because you're not afraid to ask the hard-hitting questions. You get right, you, you know, you... You, you, you got one you life, brother. Feet. I don't have time to dance around. Yeah, you're, it's awesome. You know, and, and I, you had a great interview yesterday with, uh, I think, a gentleman from the CIA or the FBI. Sam Faddis, yeah. And, yeah, and he was an awesome guy. I mean, I heard him talking, and I respected him. But uh, you asked him the question, you know, if you had to do it over again, what do you, would you go to those wars? You know, would you, would you serve in Iraq? And he said that, well, I'm a patriot, you know, and I respect that. But you know what, though, if we don't stand up and say it was a mistake and I, I wish I'd never gone, we're going to continue to have these stupid bleep wars. It's, and, it, uh, it, it, it's a money game. And, and, and they use people like that, like Sam Faddis, who has that love of country because he's in love with the idea of freedom. And they misuse right. those. And, and the brave in our country. And this goes for all countries. They are manipulated. They are lied to by the cowardice profiteers of policy, like the Democrat scourge, who never, ever serve. Their kids don't serve. And when they do, they're protected like Joe Biden's moron son, the one who died, the, the one whose hunter slept with his wife after he died, right after the funeral, the pig that he is. They, they are protected. That's why everybody knew this in your era. Of, uh, of no, there's no senator's son that died in Vietnam. Not one. And that's the problem. Mark, you know, Sean, and then, yeah. then you go to the, the Bush fam. You look at them. None oh. of them ever served. You look at the no, Clintons. Old man Bush did. Served. Old man Bush did. Yeah, he, he was a legit did, but, fighter you know, in World War II. Yeah, okay. Prescott's then, kid. Then you look at, look at, look at Blumenthal in Connecticut. I was yeah. in the middle of Vietnam, surrounded. He was like, oh. he's like Commander McBrag from an underdog cartoon. Here's, the, here's, how, you know, here's how you know how, how, mm-hmm. how lowly the Bush family is. The father of George, Dub, the George Sr., the father, held the money and paid the biggest fine at that time in American history because he was a money bundler for the Nazis. Well, his son was a fighter pilot fighting the Nazis. You got to love that. That's the kind of skill yeah, they crazy. are. Thank you very much. But they have no personality. Robert Oak Park. Yes, Sean. Excellent show. Thank you. Too much hate going on in the city of Chicago. Too much hate. The mayoral race, Brandon Johnson, he made a statement the other other day that he's for the black and the brown. He, he forgot part of the equation of the city of Chicago last I checked. Well, first last thing, it doesn't matter what color you are. They represent the mafia. Everybody knows what Chicago is. Pay to play. You got enough clout. Everybody knows. So to a certain extent, this is just the destination it leads to. Brandon Johnson will get you there on a much faster trajectory than the old Daily Stooge. Which, by the way, I heard Pat Quinn endorse them. Which answers the age-old question. If a squirrel farts in an empty forest, does it make a sound? Who gives a rip? 
Pat Quinn. Talk about a moron boob. The only thing he's good for is they should use his picture on uh, lead-based paint disclosures. Buffoon. Like all the rest of them. Let's hear from AOC. If we're going to get a true Marxist, let's get one that really gets into the whole vibe. This is a legis- This is a bill. This Republican bill is asking the government to force the outing of yeah. LGBT people before they are ready. You know what else I liked in my generation? The LGBTQ, Q, T, whatever they are. They didn't need these politicians. No, they didn't need them. They had their own clubs. I'm pretty sure Michelle Obama was at the dormant. They had their own clubs. They had everything. Nobody needed it. The Birdcage, one of my favorite movies. They didn't need AOC. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. 1942, under the Trading with the Enemy Act, Prescott Bush's assets, the company where he was holding Nazi money, was seized. Largest settlement with the American government at that time, $2 million. Prescott wrote a check. And then his son became president. Ah, it's all just a coincidence. Kathy, Chicago. Hi, Sean. You're the best. Um, Men have more muscle structure than women do. So I believe that if men want to compete in sports, they should have to provide proof that surgically the excess muscle has been removed. Kathy, first of all, you sound absolutely lovely and you sound feminine, but I've got $500 says you could kick the hell out of Pritzker. So some men have muscle. (laughs) Others do not. But I agree with you, Kathy. Let's stop calling them women, for God's sakes. It's preposterous what's going on. No, of course they they're not. But they should, you have are. To have, they should have to have their muscle structure readjusted if they want to compete against women so that we don't have all men in, in high positions in women's sports. That's crazy. Kathy, did you ever see, like, the top women, woman of the year as a transvestite? Did you see the Jeopardy champion transvestite? I mean, it's like one thing after the next. But the most disgraceful thing to ever watch is that I am a fan of mixed martial arts, always have been. And an MMA fight where an ex-Green Beret who colored his hair pink and wore a sports bra beat the hell out of a woman MMA fighter because of exactly what you said. And when you get to this level of insanity... It's the obligation of decent people to reject this. And all you have to do is quote Freud, who believed all of this to be a mental illness. Remember when the when the left, the Democrats loved Freud? You don't hear his name too much anymore because he categorized this as a mental illness. On his recommendation, people were put in insane asylums for this. Thank you very much, Kathy. We put him in Congress. Or my favorite part is we make him admirals. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. And as your ash, I will... You're not my ash. You're just some pot-belly old man dressed in a skirt. Good thing it's not short enough, because your testicles are around your knees. June is LGBT Pride Month, recognizing lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender Americans. We observe LGBT Pride Month to mark the progress we've made in embracing a society of equality. But we must stay vigilant and continue to call upon our fellow citizens to eliminate prejudice and embrace the celebration of diversity within our nation. You know what that's at? Boot camp for the military. 
And then uh, Rachel Levine is in the Navy. In the Navy. Yes, you can sail the seven seas. Boy, what an insult to all of those Navy guys, all of those Marines, all of those SEALs. Here's your Admiral. Continue that focus and support policy initiatives to improve Americans' physical and mental well-being. <laughs> okay, then take off the dress, man. My word. Of course, he is more dainty than Janet Yellen, who is selling all kinds of bulldog. In the meantime, I still want the real answers of the biggest problem in this country. The fact that our sitting president, the Democrat mafia, and bureaucrats like Fauci worked hand in hand with the communist government to release the greatest bioweapon in history that forever changed the trajectory of our nation. I mean, we spend all of this time lambasting authoritarians and for lack of transparency, we have these silly networks on TV that are aligned with the Democrat Party saying democracy is under attack. What do you think transparency has something to do with democracy? You're refusing to give records on research, money that went for research. We want to read the research grant proposals. We want to read what the people in Wuhan sent back to the State Department saying they did. Which viruses did they create? Because the thing is, is it sounds all great. We're going to identify all the viruses of the world. But part of what they do is they take a virus they found 200 feet down in a cave and they mix it with another virus to create a virus that doesn't exist in nature because they say that's how we're going to further identify it. There's a big debate that should be had whether that's safe to take a virus from 100 feet down a bat cave 12 hours south of Wuhan and take it to a city of 10 million. And yet you won't help us investigate this. You refuse. And it makes it is reminiscent of the countries we criticize for lack of transparency. What he's talking about is that we're more like the communists than we are America. Okay, squirrel, I said I'll let you play with it. You're like a kid in a squad car. (laughs) Oh, sexy girlfriend! I know, he looks like the donger from 16 Candles. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Totalitarian, despotic governments for decades, millenniums, have used race to balkanize citizens. The Third Reich was very successful at using race to balkanize their citizens and creating a government supremacy that the Fourth Reich is doing right now today in these shores. They're masters at it, deception, and they need to be resisted at all costs. My next guest is one of those people resisting them. He's a Dallas-based entrepreneur and researcher who starred in the hit 2020 film Uncle Tom and the subsequent 2022 hit Uncle Tom 2. He's a frequent contributor to podcasts, radio shows, news programs. His name is Chad Jackson. Chad, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. Chad, I have to tell you, I lived my whole life never judging people by color. My ism that I have a bias against is communism. Marxism, socialism, the reason that this country has sent 
millions, arguably, of men to go fight and defeat. Racism is something that is only the bastion of the moron. But yet here we are living in a society that has government supremacy versus race supremacy. Do enough people pick up on this? Are they aware of it? And the people who are victimized by government supremacy are often black people as they are cast into the ghettos of government supremacists in Chicago and New York, New Jersey and California. They're called ghettos and they're creations of government. Are enough people aware of this? No, not enough people are aware of it at all. And um, what they're additionally not aware of is the fact that for a long time, people who we call black leaders or civil rights leaders have systematically contributed to uh, this existence of the ghettos that we see. Um, They come and they posture themselves as liberators, as people who have the answers to bring about freedom and liberation for blacks. And all the while, they are merely selling blacks to the Democrat Party and to this leftism that's bringing in Marxism wholesale. The irony of the Democrat Party is that that's the party of the Klan. The irony is that they celebrate a known racist, LBJ, who manipulated a bill called the Civil Rights Bill to cast upon the seed of welfare that destroyed so much of many communities, but specifically the black community. And he did it because he knew that it would buy a party allegiance and a dependency to which you can abuse people for generations. Was he so successful that we can't pull up from the racist-created LBJ Civil Rights Act? Well, the thing about LBJ is he was merely a figurehead. Um, He was an opportunistic politician who, uh, to your point, was racist and died racist. However, when it came to the uh, part of the Civil Rights Act and much of the legislation that came out of the LBJ uh, administration, which married black people to the Democrat Party, a lot of that had to do with more sinister uh, kind of political stratagems like Cloward and Piven, who understood that if you can remove the man from the home, if you can uh, inject a spirit of degeneracy amongst blacks, you can then marry them to the government. And here we are. There's also a plot afoot, a woman who spoke to the Ku Klux Klan on numerous occasions, the founder and the creator of the abortion mill called Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger. Do people understand that these abortion clinics are strategically put to communities to keep the black population at a stagnant 12%, which it has been at since LBJ was doing jumping jacks? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, That, too, has a very vast uh, uh, history. Um, And to your point, no, people aren't aware of the fact that Margaret Sanger was part of what was called the eugenics movement, who believed in the superior race, the superior class, uh, that if you were white and poor or if you were black in general or any uh, non-white ethnicity, then you were undesirable. If you had any kind of mental illnesses, you are undesirable and thus you need to be eradicated from the human race. And so... At first, they were a little bit more kind of pious and more uh, in your face about their beliefs. And then when they realized that their beliefs weren't really settling well in society, they began to uh, preach their message in a more uh, clandestine way, in a more uh, romantic way. And Planned Parenthood in itself uh, is a slogan that sounds friendly, that sounds amiable, 
But the reality is it's part and parcel of this eugenics movement to rid society of the less desirable racists. And so it's interesting that black people, um, you know, these, these Planned Parenthood clinics are situated, to your point, in these predominantly black areas and black people go to them. <laughs> you know, they, they go and they offer up their children uh, for a quote unquote better life. You know, if um, there's a phenomenon with money that I, 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 I can't understand why people do not point this out. If you took American black entrepreneurs, American black earners, and you put their money together, they would register as the eighth most successful country in the world. Yet why mm. is there this perception that black people need government? And why are so many people of, of the black race lured by this distraction that is meant to control and imprison so many people in the welfare system? That's a very good question, and I think my answer uh, some might find controversial. In fact, many might find controversial, uh, and that is that many blacks, unfortunately, in the uh, whole of society in, re in reality, look at black people or black culture as being this kind of of a uh, childlike culture. And in, in other words, a culture that needs a paternal figure. And this is where the government comes into play. And the reason for that is because of the civil rights movement. Uh, prior to the civil rights movement, blacks had as their kind of uh, uh, thing to aspire to people like Booker T. Washington, who taught cast down your bucket where you are, be an entrepreneur, be a man of integrity. Uh, it's on you. Nobody's going to give it to you. Um, be productive. That was the way in which my father and great grandfather and, you know, my whole lineage have really put into practice uh, success. And it wasn't until the 1960s when we had people like Martin Luther King come. And Martin Luther King was very charming. He was very charismatic, but he too was a Marxist. And he taught us how to grieve and how to, in a sense, beg the government. And so we went from a trying race to more of a crying race. And ever since the 1960s, you have people like Al Sharpton, people like Jesse Jackson, who are part of that same kind of uh, agenda that Martin Luther King was on, this kind of social gospel uh, agenda, wherein we put all of our hope, all of our trust in what the government is or is not willing to do for us, rather than what we are or are not willing to do for ourselves. And even though, to your point, if you were to take the collected wealth of blacks in this country, we would make for the eighth wealthiest country. Uh, but rather than looking at the good and looking at the positive and what we've contributed and what we've uh, uh, succeeded in doing, we focus instead on the lower elements of our society, uh, of, of black culture. And for that reason, we are forever uh, in this kind of victim role where we don't look at the glass half full, we look at it as half, half empty. There are predators in all races. I'm lucky enough to be born in the late 60s and raised by people with an IQ over 60, so I was taught not to judge people by who they, <laughs> how they look, but who they were, and I still abide by that. However, government has been very successful at separating Americans and discounting the achievements of people of color and balkanizing them. But yet here we are, where the worst areas are not just occupied by people of a specific race, but often ruled by people of a specific pay, place, uh, race. Excuse me. As you look at Chicago, all of the leadership, for the most part, is black. 
but yet they have the poorest education system, the poorest quality of life. We are in a mayor's race in Chicago where it is against a black Marxist, a well-known Marxist, and a, a white moron. I don't like him at all. He's a Democrat <laughs> forever. But we are seeing the separation by race. And I'm wondering, all of those leaders you named, most of them are predators of their race. They're from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion. They're not reverends. Al Sharpton was caught in a drug dealer on an FBI. He's got hookers and the rest of it. He owed the government three and a half, four million dollars. Obama gets in and they squash it. Is this just because humanity is in its infancy and it's unaware of the Willie Ellis's, of the Al Sharptons, of the Jesse Jackson who's knocking up waitresses? Ironically, not black and not paying child support. Are people just so stupid they refuse to learn? I think that's part of it. And uh, a lot of it is, you know, our fault. Um, and by our, I mean, uh, you know, the the common man. Uh, because, you know, I'm a self-educated man. Everything, most of what I know, I, I've done my own research to, to figure out. And so, you know, in, a, in an age where we have computers and libraries and archives and Everything else, there really is no excuse for ignorance. However, uh, the fact is our public school systems are systematically churning out uh, people who do not think critically, who are, in a sense, pawns of the state or statists, and are trained to believe the so-called expert class. And many of these folks you'll find in the expert class are individuals who do have a bent toward Marxism. And so... Uh, when it comes to the Jesse Jacksons, the AOCs, the, you know, you name them, whatever ethnic group they belong to, um, these people don't get challenged in a real, real way because they are the ones who we, we are told are the heroes. These are the ones who are the ones who are going to basically, uh, make everything right if everything went their way. The Miley Cyruses of the world, the Joey Behars of the world. Um, her husband's they, an unlucky are, caballero, though. <laughs> yes. These people are simply clueless, but because they uh, they are willing to say the right words uh, that are on this kind of quest to this globalist agenda, this kind of secular leftist agenda, um, they, they get fair play. What is it about the American white person? Is it just cowardice or ignorance? that they refuse to address the topic that is used as a weapon against the American white people, especially if they disagree with the government supremacist Marxists, the Democrats, and their fear to talk about slavery. There has never been, in the history of mankind, any race of people more used as slaves than the Jew. But yet yeah. no one talks about it. The, the farthest, thousands of years abused the quality of life murdered used as fodder in america the first slaves were the ulster scots followed by the irish then the italians the blacks were also obviously slaves in the very beginning however slavery still lives in africa the american government gives the slave master 55 billion while people are still being killed in africa saudi arabia openly practices slavery. America gives that government not just money, but makes it possible that they can even have money by allowing a cartel of oil swindlers. Uh, yeah. Do you think American people are just afraid because they don't want to be tied to the slave master rather than proud that it was my ancestors that fought for the Union against slave masters? Are they just cowards? That's a that's a good question. The, the answer in part is yes. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. But... I, 
I, I would add to that also the fact that, you see, these leftists, at least when it comes to uh, their stratagems, the people who are really pulling the strings and calling the shots and you know, making the definitions and so on, these are the ones who are very systematically and strategically going about uh, enticing this kind of guilt that many white people have. This guilt where, you know, we're afraid to talk about slavery and talk about true American history. And many whites are kind of forced to capitulate to this kind of faux history, this revisionist history, and, and not question it, not challenge it. Um, and that's what it is. It's guilt. And when you look at corporate America and the fact that they have many of these, you know, so-called diversity and inclusion uh, departments and HR, you see it in education where they're rolling out critical race theory. Uh, they're trying to, in a sense, embed this guilt complex into the whole of American society at every facet of American society, from education all the way up to corporate America and everything in between. Even in a lot of churches, uh, they have this kind of uh, what they're calling racial reconciliation. And it's a a mere um, excuse to try to usher in Marxism into the church. And so it's not just something that we're talking about on the radio. This is happening actively as we speak, where there's these these strategic ways in which they're trying to uh, entice this this spirit of guilt into white folks so as to not protect and conserve this great republic of ours. And it seems to me that um, what the government doesn't say, it's not racism they're against, it's the power of racism they want to wield. The irony in this moron, Joe Biden, pretending to be a representative of people of any color or race. The fact that he is one of the few senators who not only eulogized, but hung around with a Klan member by the name of Robert Byrd, may he burn in hell next to Madeleine Albright, makes me sick. Do enough Democrat voters know this? I mean, I don't think they care because many of them have a conscience that's feared. Many of them are morally bankrupt. And again, this goes to this secular society in which we now live. Uh, this is not our grandparents' America. Black, no. white, doesn't matter. Um, the fact is, when you look at the true of uh, the truity of American history, you'll find that blacks and whites were getting along, even in spite of Jim Crow. This is not the history that we're taught. Our historians don't talk about it. I, I delved into this history myself, and I found that there were interracial commissions in the South uh, where blacks and whites were coming together out of their own volition, not out of any government mandate or anything of that nature, out of their own volition, and were getting along with each other. To the extent that you had a lot of these so-called church bombings and so on, many of this stuff was happening by communists clandestinely in order to try to uh, give an excuse for uh, Martin Luther King and his ilk to march in the streets. Yes. Um, This is a history that's not talked about. But what what they wanted was to say that we're all about nonviolence, nonviolence, nonviolence. They didn't pull permits, and they would have these large marchings. uh, And, of course, you know, the sheriffs have to show up because of noise and because of the stopping of traffic, so on and so forth. And then whenever it was time to disperse the crowds and these people wouldn't leave, of course, you have to use force to move them. And then the cameras start rolling, and then the rest rest is history. Um, and now all of a sudden you have all this legislation that 
creates this kind of Sick. imbalance, and we're no longer a meritocracy. We're now a a society where if you're black, if you're you know LGBT, if you are any kind of intersectionality, you get more rights than the average American citizen, and uh, we're becoming. Uh, more of a communist country by the by the minute. It's sickening, Chad. You know, it, it always shocks people when they find out the race of people, as it was called back then, even though it's not a race. But the largest lynching in American history was ironically Italians. There were 11 of them hung in Louisiana by the government. Three of them mm-hmm. were shot. They, nobody talks about this. And not, not until 1965 were Italians considered Caucasian, ironically, in the same law that... Uh, that uh, LBJ signed. But you are going to represent another area where black and white and brown and all races are going to come together to celebrate Americanism. It's often referred to as conservative, but I view it as Americanism. Tell me about the summit in Chicago on March 24th and 5th. Yeah, so tomorrow and Saturday uh, we're having a conservative summit. It's called the Black Conservative Summit. Uh, It's going to have people like Alan West, uh, Dr. Vody, or yeah, Dr. Vody Bakum, uh, Mr. Larry Elder, among some of your other favorite conservatives, I'll be there. Um, in fact, we're having a free screening of Uncle Tom Two uh, tomorrow uh, evening there in Chicago. So I'm looking forward to to it. I think we're going to have a blast. I've been lucky enough to meet Alan West, and I really like him. Um, I, it, I wish I could be there and, and and see all of you again. And I advocate everybody go tomorrow. Uh, one more time, where is it? Um, I'm not sure of those those details uh, actually. Tinley Park. Can go to yeah, yeah Tinley Park. There you go. You can go to uh, uh, blackconservativesummit.org, I believe, and um, find out more about the event. Get tickets. Dot net. Chad Dot Jackson, net. I want to thank you very much for making yourself available, and please tell Alan West I said hello. And uh, okay. I, I'm 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 envious that you're going to be there, and I'm I'm mad I'm not. But I want to thank you for making the effort, and I want to thank you for fighting the fight. It's worth it. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never ever to be trusted. On AM five sixty, the answer. AM five sixty, the answer. <laughs> In the real world, the reason I have nothing but disdain for politics, failures, idiots, corrupt whores, they don't make the rules about anything. Unfortunately, that's who makes up our government. Failures, idiots, and corrupt whores. And they like to leave off the real history of not just the Democrat Party, but of the ideologues who advocate for everything from government-sponsored extortion, intimidation, and racism, to murder of children. I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just marked when they're born. That, to me, is the greatest sin that people can, can commit. Now, that racist whore hopefully is working the glory hole when Madeleine Albright is on break. Her name is Margaret Sanger. And that hopefully is burning in hell with all of the architects of the Klan who weren't really supremacists as much as they were morons, failures, and government-friendly scum. They used the government, too, to wield power. 
Now, the new modern-day government supremacist pretends to be folksy. Truth protection for the underserved communities, including black and Latina, brown, and Asian American, Native Americans, Pacific Islanders, LGBTQ survivors. Now, when this shanty gypsy was not wearing a diaper, when he was palling around with a Klansman named Robert Byrd, what do you think they were talking about? What do you think he was really saying? Who do you think he really is? Are you distracted? By the illusion he wants to put forward now? Personally, I just wanted to see if you could offer a little bit of clarity on the Afghanistan room. Um, the- I can't even wait to hear Sideshow Bob. I don't even care what she has to say. Jim in South Elgin. How you doing? That was a very good topic. In fact, last uh, August they had a preview. We went, a, lot of, a lot of us went to it down in Orland Park at a theater, and Colonel West was there, and John Anthony uh, moderated. It was excellent to go to see. I was it's doing my show from the lobby. You remember you kept annoying me with your mustache, with the dye job, and that's the Hawaiian it. shirt? Yes. I that's it. Well, hey, i got to come and duty. see you. My teeth are shifting I'm, because of the cigars. i got to come and see you. you got to fix me up. I'm looking forward to it. Anyways, um, a lot of people should also understand that Bill... Uh, um, Donald Trump was celebrated by Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton for all the jobs he created for people in New York back in the late 80s, and there's videos of it. And these these hypocrites turn around and call him a racist and use the racial race card against him. And this is why these people shouldn't be listened to. Well, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton are two scumbags who not only knock up women of all races and abandon them, but they pretend to be preachers from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion as they advocate people kill their babies. They're the scum of the earth. They're race pimps and race hustlers because in the real world, they're just punchlines. Michael on the south side. Hi, Michael. Yes, Thank you for taking my call. I hope you and your loved ones are well. Yes, we are. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you you so much for interviewing Chad Jackson. I I, I think it's high time that the black community uh, goes back to some of the old school's values, uh, such as the uh, the family and religion. And I think that uh, we need to uh, quit listening to white liberals. Well, the idea that we're still looking at people like this, I don't. I don't ever get up and identify myself as a white man. This is so preposterous to me. But it does give people cover to have a lack of character, a lack of conscience. It does give people cover to be sloth and scum and tax evaders and knocking up hookers like Jesse Jackson. Right? It does give them that that grace, that shield, that Trojan horse to hide in. I'm a good person. After all, I'm black, I'm yellow, I'm white, I'm red, whatever the case is. It does let them be judged by anything other than what they really are. Whores for sale. And with enough money, I can get them to eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad like every other Democrat roach. Thank you very much for the call. That fries me. The whole topic fries me. Honestly. It's preposterous that we're dealing with this in the year 2023. We're so advanced. We're so technological. Morons. John Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean. Good evening. Uh, Congrats on your two-year anniversary. Uh, Thank you. Something's telling me that you're just getting warmed up, though. Oh, I hope so, baby. I hope so. I love this. All right. Many more years. On the weekends. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, I believe it. Hey, a little bit of data that rolled in uh, for 2022. Uh, only seven out of the 30 NATO countries made their military spending payments. Uh, they're 2% of that GDP. Uh, <laughs> when do you think, uh, when can we expect Biden to do what Trump did 
and uh, call out these freeloading bust-outs uh, for skipping out on the tax. Biden's not a man. He's a profiteer of policy. He makes more money when the government underwrites and loan guarantees like he did in Ukraine. That's how he opened up the Ukrainian piggy bank back into the coffers of the Democrat mafia. As the lobbyists for Ukraine more than quintupled. So it's all a scam. The good, the sad part is, John, all of these people that are educated in the public school system, only 10% can read to grade level. Thank you very much, John. So they'll never know. Just keep voting Democrat, morons. Tony, Riverside. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Wonderful. How well, are you? Before I make my point, I digress, because um, you're talking a lot about Jesse Jackson. And there was a story years ago when I was in the trading floor, he was hospitalized for something, and he requested that only white people care for him. I've been trying to look it up. Since, I don't know if yeah, it's valid. Yeah. But here's the thing. I, I just remember when he knocked up the waitress in California and never paid for the kid. Exactly. Scum. But what I was calling about earlier, you were talking about, and I, I experienced it because I had my children born in the late 80s, early 90s, okay? Yeah. And my boys were playing baseball. I think they were 11 at the time, and we were at a game, and and my son struck out without taking the bat off his shoulder, and I'm yelling, I go, if you're going to strike out, strike out swinging, and a couple moms go, man, you take this game seriously, huh? And I said, I'm raising men, not boys. Good for you. Because it's all about the subliminal message. It's a lost art. I'm glad. There are always good women that raise men. There are always good women that support men. I get there are it. There good you know, men that I... stand up for women. Notice how few good men there are standing up for real women as they're pretending some pot-bellied man is a female admiral. Yeah, no kidding. Much. It's preposterous. Absolutely preposterous. Let's hear from the ash, which sounds a lot like big ass. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. And it's a man, baby! I know it is, Austin Powers. Uh, Phil Downers Grove. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? Good, Phil. How are you? Okay. Uh, listen, I wanted to bring your attention to uh, a movie called I Was a Communist for the FBI. It was I prefer the radio I... show, but go ahead. No, there was a movie called that. I know. It's, I just watched it. It was released in 1951 with Frank Lovejoy. Ooh. True story about an FBI agent embedded in the Communist Party. And I was, I was totally floored when I watched this movie. Uh, it just shows their strategy in the schools, the indoctrination of kids, racial hatred, union infiltration. And you look at the movie and you go, here we are 70 years later, and this is exactly what's going on right now. Which was the plan the whole time. That's why, yeah, you know, when I played that, when I played the, the documentary that talked about the couple that lived for 30 years as Americans, the whole time being Russian spies, do you know how many people made fun of me on, on the Internet and all the rest of it? But this is what a stupid American is. They're too stupid to realize they're espousing the values of the Soviet Union. You take a look yeah. at the 1936 Soviet Constitution and listen to the Democrat Mafia. It's the same fracking thing. They are the useful idiots. Karl Marx, the loser that he was. Loser died an absolute bust out. And there was something going on between him and Ingalls that wasn't quite kosher. In the meantime, this is everything he dreamt of. And it's being sold in America circa 2023. Thank you very much. They're called Democrats today. They're just the Marxists of yesteryear. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. 
He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Kabas kalbasit sola kalbasit boys goalie. Whenever you played it, I got to remind people where our money's going. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Ooh, $30 million for Jimmy Choo's. Yes, okay, squirrel. You're like a little kid. Go ahead. Monday! <laughs> Where is my automobile? Automobile? That's <laughs> yeah, my favorite part, too, I, I have to admit. Uh, Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, I listen to that dan- dance music. I, have a, I had an image of you with a, uh, what is it, the cat in the hat bouncing around with like a little glow toy. Yeah. Thank, uh, God, thank God the dollhouse didn't have security cameras back then, but go ahead. <laughs> so many people went there from the uh, board of the Merck. Yeah. Hey, uh, great show again. I love your uh, the guests you're having. I've noticed that you've had a lot more women calling and uh, sing the praises of how well you're doing. I don't know what you changed recently, but I think it's fantastic. And I also wanted to say that remind people that their elections coming up for school boards. Yeah, we had the, we had the the beautiful oh. lady on yesterday who who fled the uh, what was her name. Nelda. What was her last name? Munoz. We had Nelda Munoz on yesterday, who's running for 220 in Barrington. And, you know, everybody should hope for the best, get out and vote, and prepare for the worst. I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just want to, you know, I know we disagree on some things, but that's definitely a, sta- uh, a stage to go. So yeah. congratulations on Thank the you, of the contract. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. A lot Thank of people you. lost money. Thank you. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, uh, I remodel a bunch of Chicago public schools. I work for a company called UBM and uh, Alk Elk Gardens, uh, Inglewood, Arnavon yeah. Temp School, Washington Daily. And I never had any problem with anybody. It was never a color thing. Uh, when I grew up, I was never taught or said. I, I grew up in Crown Point, Indiana. I, uh, Cedar Lake, I never, uh, you know, where, where somebody would say, well, there's a black man. Nobody would say that. Chuck, I mean, there's a man. This is, this is first of all, I went to St. Joe's. I went to St. Joe's. Do you think I hung around with the Hinsdale drug addict who was thrown out of 52 schools? Of course not. My brothers happen to not be Caucasoids, and they're still my brothers. I just don't see them as much as I used to. And to think that I need the government. Joe frickin' Biden, you whore. I buy and sell you like juicy fruit. You think I need him or any of these other dingbat Democrats? How about these idiots in Chicago? You think we needed them to tell us how to get along? Look at what they do. Fail. Corruption, fraud. That's what they are. Democrat mafia, not a party. David in the boonies. Dave's not here. Uh, Dave's not here. Hey, <laughs> What's up? two must reads. Two must reads. Okay. All right. We have been harmonized. Life inside surveillance China today. The second book by Thomas Sowell, S-O-W-E-L-L, Sowell, titled Sowell. Yeah. Black, Redneck, and White Liberal. These are, two, these are two absolute must-reads. And for those that think they know something about slavery, I thought I did. You read that book and you discover you don't know nothing. No. So... <laughs> In fact, it was that book that really mentioned the Ulster Scots and 
piqued so many curiosities of kids who were in high school, such as myself, as Thomas Sowell used to be on television quite often. But then again, he wasn't running as a Marxist or a race baiter or a government supremacist. He was running as a successful American and who just happened to be black. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana, you got 10 seconds, babe. Hey, I just wanted to say a song reminds me about all this from uh, Paul Butterfield Blues Band, born in Chicago. There's a line in it and it goes, rules are all right if there's someone left to play the game. I like it, Lloyd. I cannot believe this show is really over. This was, I think, they're all fast, but this one seems extremely fast. The good news is we got another weekday left. Fantastic Friday. I'll be back to kick the teeth in of these government supremacist whores in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.